Welcome to University, a podcast for young people navigating life's big transitions. I'm Anne-Marie Ciresso, your host. On University, you'll hear stories from college students. You'll get tips from experts. And occasionally, you'll hear from a parent's perspective on how to manage this time of change in your life consciously. Find yourself. Find your purpose. Find your people and pursue you fearlessly. Welcome to Recap with Adam and Anne-Marie. Hey, Adam. Hey, Anne-Marie. Episode 36. It is episode 36. Mm-hmm. I like our recaps. Thanks for doing it with me. Yeah, I like them as well. Um, I think it's a good way to kind of conceptualize what our listeners and we listened to the week before. Yeah, so let's hear from you guys. Tell me, what do you guys think of the recaps? Are they useful? Are they helpful? Do you like them? Is there anything you want us to address that we're not addressing? Give us a little feedback. I'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. All right, so we're talking about Amanda Elhart, who was a really fun edit. I loved her. Yeah, she was a great interview. I like how she touched on some things that we haven't even really touched on in 35 episodes, which is awesome. Um, She's at a pretty um, traditional part of her college journey and she's looking for internships and she's got a couple internships and she's figuring out what exactly she wants to do in the field that she's in Um, so I think there was a lot of useful stuff there for um, anybody out there that is going to eventually want an internship or is going through the internship process or is even looking for a job because there was a lot of universal messages that could be used for that process. Yeah, and I think getting internships is hard and scary and intimidating. And um, I remember Robert going through it a little bit this year, trying to find a job and like, what's the right time of year to start looking for an internship? How do you go about doing it? Like, what's just the, what are the practical steps? Mm. Um, And then uh, this piece about like making connections, right? Using your network to network and get get opportunities for yourself. That's a big one. Yeah, I think that that's the part where this podcast comes in. Um, The steps to like get there and who to contact and how to apply and what your resume should look like. That's not necessarily what we do, but it's the it's like the emotion that comes with it. It's the mentality that comes with all that that I think is where we can really help. Yeah. One of the things that I'm thinking about right now is depending on the type of personality you have, some of us um, are avoiders. Right. So when we bump up against a challenge or a fear, we avoid doing something. So I know that some Students I've talked to have worked with are my own kids. Um, like Alyssa and I were talking recently, and she had to create a resume for a, a job application. And she's like, I don't like how do I how do I create a resume? I have no idea what I'm doing. And so, and she's actually the type of person who dives in and takes care of stuff. But I'm actually an avoider. Like if I don't know how to do something, I tend to like back away, run away, put my head in the sand. I I do something else. So I'm thinking about all you guys out there, like what happens to you when you're confronted with doing something that you don't know how to do and you don't actually know how to get the resources to do it? Um, and you don't want to because of that. Yeah, it's you don't like really a, want to do it. And like you have homework too and you have schoolwork. And, you have, yeah, and things that you have to do. And then you have plenty of distractions because you're 
on your own and yep. you can easily just go, I'm going to play video games with my roommate or the person across the hall. Or, or go on Instagram. Or- yep. I'm going to text my girlfriend, my boyfriend. I'm, I'm going to, yeah. So I, I think that especially when you're away at college, um, there's a lot of easy, easy ways to avoid uh, something that you want to. Yep. And one of my favorite quotes from this episode was um, she she was good. Like she, was good. she really took in a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she had some great one liners and she really listens. That's one of the things I appreciated about Amanda and her uh, college experience so far. She's like really getting in there and getting the full experience. Well, she's she's learned so quickly from her experiences. Yeah. So yes. like she just got an internship and she was able to reflect on the process yeah. within a couple months of nailing down an internship yeah. and figuring out like she was able to be like, you know what the biggest thing I learned through yes. this past internship was, you know, being comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I know that's that's that where, was the that's where you're going the for. Quote, my favorite quote was um and and this is a common quote and I use it all the time. But she took it in and she really got it. Mm-hmm. And it is this idea of being comfortable when you're uncomfortable, being comfortable in your discomfort. And so that's something I really wanted to talk about today because you and I even talk about this in everyday life. Yes. It's not just in the college application process or the internship or finding a job or that's networking. She, she was yeah. really uncomfortable with the idea of networking. Yes. But she had to do it. She didn't feel like she like deserved to have someone hook her up with something like she wanted to give that something back to them like it was well no no no. she was talking about the woman who she was i asked her the question right um do you remember when i i think i asked her something like were you ever worried that you were imposing on yes right 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 right, right. and she said yes she said yeah and it was uncomfortable for her to reach out it felt awkward and i'm sure many of you are out there thinking well, they're busy, they don't have time for me, I don't want to interrupt them, you know, all of that stuff. Even I still think about that sometimes when I'm networking yes. with people. And what I said to her was, the your mentor, this woman who was helping you and supporting you, it's actually a gift for them to support you. Mm-hmm. Like, we actually get something out of it. And I'm sure we've all helped someone in our lives so we know what it feels like and we all feel good about it. But the most interesting thing to me was like kind of driving this point home around learning to sit with your discomfort and not let your discomfort get the best of you. Because what can happen is all those things we were talking about, like avoidance is one thing we do um, when we're uncomfortable. We like being uncomfortable. It's like the anxiety that we talked about on our last recap, right? There's like this, it lives in your body in a really uncomfortable way. It makes mm-hmm. us physically uncomfortable. We want to make it go away. So we want to just be comfortable. We want to be comfortable all the time. Yes. And and that's obviously not reality, but you can find comfort around discomfort. an uncom- a discomfort feeling. So and and what what it led to her, and I know you have some skills to talk about, but what what I took out of that conversation when she was talking about being uncomfortable with being comfortable with the <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Say that five times fast. She said um what it does is it forces you and it brings out authenticity. You eventually just then, okay, I am uncomfortable. And you get with the fact that you are uncomfortable yep. and you become 
comfortable with that. You become familiar with that. You become one with your uncomfort. And then you become authentic with whoever you're communicating with. And then that's where the fit comes in with an internship, a yeah, job. People relate to you when you're being honest and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And also, so there's a couple of things I want to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I jumped ahead to like yeah. the end in my mind. But like that's, I went, oh, so then you become uncomfortable You become comfortable with the uncomfortable and then you get authentic. Now, what does, how do you get there? Okay, so that's authentic. First of all, noticing that you're uncomfortable and not ignoring it or avoiding it, just being with it. I want to point this out to you guys. It doesn't make you feel any less discomfort. Right. You're still going to feel the discomfort, but what you're doing is you're being with it honestly. So you're just going, wow, I'm really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The, like, even if you're, it's just like going on in your head, right? Right now, we're not saying it out loud. We're just noticing in our minds, there's a lot of discomfort here right now. Whoa. There's like dis-ease, dis-ease in the body. I'm feeling anxious. I'm, I'm patting my leg. I'm biting my nails. Like whatever's going on, my stomach is churning. I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to send this email. I don't. I don't want to pick up the phone and call this person. I don't want to text this person. So then, and how many times have you um, avoided a text for a reason of being uncomfortable or avoided an email? And so like, yeah, that's a place where I think a lot of people can relate. Yeah. So first thing, this is the mindfulness piece, guys. This is, you know, being aware, like staying aware and being in touch with what's going on, who you really are, and using your body to develop awareness around your feelings. So that's the first piece. The second piece is like noticing, like what is it that I want to do right now as a result of my discomfort? Mm. Am I wanting to drink? Am I wanting to eat? Am I wanting to shop? Am I wanting to text? Am I wanting to go for a run? Mm-hmm. Am, am, I, am I wanting to mm. do something to avoid, ignore, not pay attention to, not tend to my discomfort, right? Mm-hmm. That's the second piece. I did that. I did that all day today. Were you uncomfortable with something? I'm going to Japan this week. I just wanted to be on the flight to Japan. Yeah, all and that so crap. like there's a there's things that I had on my docket today that I took care of, but not all of them because I just like one of them was like this is gonna be like a sit there get intense type project that. I'm feeling like uncomfortable starting right now. Uh-huh. And so I noticed I checked my personal email more than I like. Yeah. I, so what did As I a do? Distraction. What did I do in that moment? I went to my personal email and yeah. I went to text. Yeah. I did those two things. So that's going to happen. And, and what I want to say about that is it's fine. But what we're asking, what we're inviting you guys to do is notice your tendencies, notice what you're doing. So you're just aware like, Oh, I, no, nah, I, I mean, I would love to just be aware, but I feel kind of, guilty about it and I feel bad about it. I feel like I, I wasted time. Great. So then you're aware that you did what you did. Mm-hmm. You didn't do it unconsciously. Mm-hmm. You noticed, you, I mean, you're revealing it to me now. So it means, you know, you did it. Yes. And then you're noticing that you have guilt. Yes. Which is really, you're just judging yourself. Yes. Cause you think you should have done something and different. And I want other people to make my guilt go away. Right. So then what I'll do is I'll connect with people. I'll use my vulnerability as a tool to make myself feel better for other people to pat me down and say I'm all good. Yeah. So that we do all that That's stuff. what I do. Okay, so that's, that's, that's what, what I do. I have to have an uncomfortable... I have to have a conversation with someone that I don't want to have. And it's like churning in my stomach and 
Like, I'm just really physically uncomfortable about it, and I'm avoiding it at every turn. Is it with me? No, it's not with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have that conversation now. It's totally not with you. Because if it's with me, I just want to do that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not with you this time. Uh, often it is. Yeah. So, yeah, but I don't think you get uncomfortable around that. No. There's few things that, like, few conversations that make me uncomfortable. With me. With anyone. Yeah, with anyone, right. I'm pretty good at, at revealing. So um, that's... So being comfortable, comfortable with just the uncomfortable. So you, you, the steps are what? Notice. Notice I'm uncomfortable. Notice I'm uncomfortable. Okay. And, and notice what you want to do or you are doing and allow yourself to do it without judging yourself. Okay. That's mindfulness. Mindfulness is... Noticing what's occurring in the current moment non-judgmentally. Yeah. So just, I'm distracting myself with personal emails. I'm just doing that. The sky's blue. The sky's blue. Yeah, okay. I, I don't like the sky blue. I don't dislike the sky blue. The sky is just blue. That's non-judgmental awareness. I am aware of what's going on. And I'm not judging it good, bad, right, wrong. Yes. And that's really all there is to it. Yes. So then at that point, you become empowered yes. to choose. So you're either choosing your behavior consciously or choosing your behavior unconsciously. So you're going to go, wow, I notice I'm uncomfortable and I'm checking my personal emails a lot. Wow, that's a flag for Adam mm -hmm. that I'm avoiding. Yes. In that, you get to go, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Do I want to keep doing it? Yeah. So, so there is your choice point. And now I get to go, yeah, I mean, I'm going to Japan in two days. Now I get to just be like, I mean, I don't have to make excuses, but I can be at least comfortable with the fact that I was uncomfortable and I can go, I, I want to keep avoiding right now. I want, I am choosing yeah. to avoid and I can give myself grace. Like it's okay. I mean, I'm, so then when does it become a slippery slope? Here's the deal. What Amanda talks about is she pushed herself through, right? She noticed she was uncomfortable. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but I got to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And in her case, her desired outcome outweighed her discomfort. Mm -hmm. Like, I really want the goodies that I'm going to get if I do this thing that I'm feeling uncomfortable around doing. Mm -hmm. So that is is motivating me. My My motivation, my desire to have that potential outcome is greater than... Um, you know, avoiding or sitting in this discomfort. That feels like a compromise or it feels like a, I don't know, is that like... It's a like, choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. It's saying... It feels like a negotiation, which I know is not like it's the not. greatest place to make a decision It's from. a choice. It's saying, huh, do I want to gain five pounds and, and eat this pizza or do I want to resist sitting with all my friends while they're eating this great pizza this is going on in my house tonight so this is just why I'm talking about it what's going on they're ordering pizza tonight and this yeah. is a great example I can sit there you can totally sit there because your desire to be fit and healthy is greater than okay. the, the discomfort of sitting and resisting the pizza okay so we can do an exact example of me consciously making this decision yesterday with my coworkers at lunch. Okay. It's our last lunch together. We have a few people that are moving on to amazing promotions, but we're going to lose a few team members. And so, like, we had a lunch together yesterday. Um, we went to Pequot's. Went to get pizza. Mm -hmm. Lunch on a Thursday. Thursday is my workout, play softball, eat fit, completely fit day. Set me up for a nice, mentally healthy weekend. Okay. Right? That's your... But that's your thing. That's what you do every that's Thursday. That's what I do on Thursdays. And I have very little movement on that. Flexibility. Now, that's different work. But I sat. Yeah. I ate beforehand. Yeah. So that I would not be hungry at lunch. Yep. 
and then be frustrated. Yep. So I made a conscious decision to eat beforehand. Yep. Sat there. Pizza came out. I wasn't that hungry. I was offered pizza. I said, no, thank you. I already ate. I'm just going to hang out with everyone. Right? That's uncomfortable to do around a table of like seven or eight people. Well, this is great. Like this. That is... was really uncomfortable to do. I, I, I remember going, this is going to be weird. You know, like, yeah, it's weird. Social Everybody's, pressure. Yes. And and the, the, my coworkers were not like, dude, eat, eat, no, eat. No, I get it. But, like, we're all sitting. Yeah, 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 you feel and it. And I feel, they're not judging me either because they know who I am. I'm judging myself for not being able to just join in in mm-hmm. the festivities. But I remember going, you're going to mentally drive yourself crazy for the next 24 hours if you indulge you won't even make it to the gym if you eat deep dish pizza like two hours before you're supposed to go to the Mm -hmm. gym like it's going to derail your night the way you think of it so you you realize that it was uncomfortable to make this decision but you it was more comfortable to to not eat it than it would have been to eat it yes and so i mean think about i made that decision at the table think about peer pressure like you're out and all your friends are drinking and you don't want to drink. But back in college when that uh-huh. was going on, uh-huh. how uncomfortable is it to say no? You know, like there's so many times in which you have to push past these moments of discomfort to get your greater good, get the outcome that you really want. Or you consciously give in. You consciously give in. Knowing so, where you are. So like, like I don't know. That That is, that is so then, okay, you're sitting there and you, you have to send an email. Um, you have to reach out to someone. You have to ask someone for a favor, basically. Well, this, the networking you know, and that's thing, the comfort part. The networking thing was a big deal for Amanda because this is that time, right? You're a junior, senior in college. You're starting to, um, you want to start making connections so you can work in the field. And this is the other thing I want to nod to Amanda is she's really sticking to her guns. Like she wants to pursue a career in sports as a woman. And she's in a major where she doesn't really have a lot of people that like she actually connects to on a personal level. Right. She doesn't have, she's alone. She talked about how she felt like she's kind of on an island in her major. Um, She didn't have anyone to like bounce off ideas. She doesn't even have anyone that she can go to and just go, God, that test sucked. Like she wants to say that sentence. Like she's, she's noticing that it's hard to even connect that way, but she's really determined on this. Like that's all uncomfortable. Right. All of that's uncomfortable and yet she's sticking with it. So what I'm seeing in her is this like determination. Like she has a vision and her vision is greater than the discomfort. And so that's, that is what, that's what's pushing her forward. Yes. She's like, all right, all I have to do is bite the bullet and make this phone call, make this connection you know, put, reach out to this person. I'm going to do it because I want. Okay. So then the how do they do that? So like for me, whenever I've gotten to that point, mm-hmm. she's right. You, you reach down and find your authentic self and bring that out because when yeah. your back's against the wall in that way, yep. you come out as a hundred percent Adam. That's who I am. Yeah. And, so yeah. I, I like this, um, reveal versus conceal to deal. I'm going to say that quote one more time. Reveal versus conceal to deal. To deal. So to deal with the discomfort, we're inviting our listeners to reveal your authentic feelings rather than conceal them or hide them in order to deal with the discomfort, with the uncomfortable or the discomfort. So what that means is, I think she said, I might be forgetting, I haven't listened to her in a, in a couple of weeks, but I think she said somewhere 
where she was about to do an interview or she was in a conversation with someone and she noticed she was nervous Mm -hmm. and then she just said that thing like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm feeling really nervous. Did she say something like that? Um, She honored herself being nervous, whether it was out loud or to herself. She just knew that she was nervous. She revealed it. Yeah, there was something about that. So that triggered the thought in me. There's this, um, you know, if we create relationships with others like an anxiety buddy or a reveal buddy or someone we share authentic feelings with um, as an invitation to reveal yourself the minute you do that you diminish the the feeling of stress by a lot it it, like because it takes this is one it opens the space between you two to do that yes so you you become authentic first of all you're modeling authenticity you're being authentic people see you people accept you people relate to you there's a whole million reasons why being authentic um and true and honest is so powerful but what i want to say on the opposite side of that is it requires a lot of energy mental and physical energy to push down or conceal your feelings and emotions. Yes, yes. It's 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 actually a lot more work to do that. It's a lot of work. So it's draining. It's robbing you of your creative energy, of your intellectual energy, of all of this great energy that you have. Because it's coming out as like a like a wrapped, really finely, nicely wrapped present that you worked hours on instead of just like, here's what I got you. It's just, you're pushing things down. Imagine like taking a giant, you know, one of those giant rubber balls or... You yeah, know, just something really big. Something really big, but, but a, like a big ball and then trying to hold it under a pool. Oh, I got you. Yeah, so yeah, So like you're that's holding it. Yeah. That's all the effort, right? Yeah. And then if you just let it go, it just kind of bounces up. So like... So that's what you want to do. You want to you wanna maximize your energy. Oh, yeah. And if you're using your energy to conceal the truth, I'm stressed, I'm uncomfortable, you're, go- you're going to distract yourself from all your gifts. And that is a reason to do it personally within. For sure, for yourself. There's a reason that is also, it's going to come back in a very, very positive way, I would say. It usually usually, does. It usually does. Right? Yep. Um, Now, the example I'll use for that is, uh, there's this comedian uh, that I listen to, used to listen to a lot, Louis C.K. He quoted George Carlin once. George Carlin's one of the most famous comedians of all time. Love him. George Carlin would hold himself to this. um, George Carlin would hold himself to this every single year. He would put together an hour of comedy every year. And that's really hard to do for a comedian. So he would do it no matter what. He'd be like, in whatever spring, my hour of comedy comes out. He goes on a tour and then the tour is over. And now it's time to start a new hour of comedy. Now you do that five times in a row. Most comedians only put out like two or threes in their whole career. So you do that like five times in a row, you're going to run out of material, right? Mm -hmm. And what he would do is he'd get back to his like workstation and he'd go, okay, I'm going to write a new hour and he'd take all of his material and he would throw it in the trash from the previous year. He wouldn't reuse any of it. He wouldn't even look at it. He wouldn't even reference it. And the only way for him to come up with new material was to become more and more authentic. Mm -hmm. And then the more authentic he got, the more popular he got and the more relatable his comedy was and the better reception he got and the more famous he got. He had to dig even deeper to come up with something to say. Mm -hmm. And it's the same concept with... So his content kept getting more and more and more authentic and deep. Because he... Because he held himself to this yeah. this standard and then took his stuff from before yeah. 
and Fantastic. threw it in the garbage. Well, I would, I would argue, too, that he um, each year he was getting better at feeling safer, revealing himself. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. He it. would do it to a certain extent. Yeah, he'd be like, all right, I'm going to try this. And then he would do it to his... Yeah. And he would go and, deeper and deeper. And that's what we're all doing all the time, actually. Yes. You know, one of the things that um, Amanda talks about is she said when she revealed... She's like, in the end, everyone is struggling with something. Mm. We're all actually the same. Yes. And I think that's what you're pointing at. Because yes. we are all actually the same. And when you touch on someone, touch on something that someone can relate to, they immediately feel connected Even to Even if it's someone that you're asking, a CEO of a company that you need a favor from, like, there's still yeah. a relation there that everyone is, like, they connect at a certain level. Yeah, that's, she also said this on the podcast, she said that the woman that was helping her that she networked with, which was like a friend of a family friend, you know, there's mm-hmm. lots of tentacles out, um, she said, I, I think she really liked helping me because she remembered when she was in my shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's so true, because we've all been there. Like, we've all been the college student looking to get their first shot. And she's not doing it. The other thing is, people in that position, and people that are in... Like, now that I'm at a position, I've had interns before, and Mm -hmm. I'm... Like, I will have future interns, and I will probably hire people. Like, I don't do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah, it's true. You You don't have time. You don't have time anymore. I don't have time to. I don't go... I don't go, you know, I am spread thin. But this person needs me to do something for them and take them on as an intern for an entire summer, and I'm going to do that. No. Like, I help them as much as I'm capable and willing and how, like, also it's like it helps me in some way, too. Yeah, you feel good. I feel good is one way. I get help is another way. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are worthy in providing people amazing service when you're applying to these internships like I, I want I used to think when I was going to the score and working at the Ray like I was just lucky to be breathing in their studio you know mm-hmm. and I mean they actually needed me yeah you know so like I didn't value that as much as I probably yeah. could have everyone's needed everyone's valuable yeah I like that so, so okay, um, so, okay I so wrap give, it up for them I want to give one like tangible exercise yes all right, yeah, I, that's what that's what I want. I, I call it <clears throat> name it. To t- like so, we've talked about a few on this episode, but the, mm-hmm. the one I'm going to close with is name it to tame it. So, I like these little rhymey things. You do name it to tame it. Um, so this means just noticing, like we talked about a minute ago, like noticing. Ooh, I'm feeling scared, or I'm feeling sad, or whatever you're feeling. I'm, I'm feeling scared. So. And then saying it either out loud to a friend, if you have a buddy that you're having a, um, like a learning partner, someone who's willing to be your buddy that you bounce this stuff off with. So just name it. Call them up. Text them. Say it out loud. Go in the bathroom. Hey, I just need to tell you something. Yeah. Dude, I'm just feeling scared. Boom. Say it. So name it to tame it. And then accept the feelings. Don't try and argue with them. Don't try and push them away. Don't judge yourself for feeling anxious. Partner to, or whoever you're naming it to, or that they need to also not try and fix you or calm you down or hero you. Right, right. So they're they're just there. We can do a whole learning partner call. Um, And then just sharing it. So name it, accept it, and share it. And that's it. That's all it is. Name it, accept it, share it. Name it, to tame it. No. 
Yeah, that's yeah right. name it to tame it. That's right. my little what game. What was the other one? Reveal. Don't. Oh, yeah. Reveal versus conceal to deal. Okay. I like that. I like that one, too. Reveal versus conceal to deal. I remember, you know, a couple of times I've gone um, to give presentations or give talks, and I'm nervous when I talk in front of large groups. Mm-hmm. And almost always the first thing I do is reveal what I'm feeling. Wow, I'm really, I'm kind of nervous up here. Yeah, and everyone chuckles, and then you're good to go. I feel like, I feel like they can, they actually can see the nerves anyway. Right, 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 right. You're so not fooling anyone. Not, like, yeah, I'm not fooling anyone. Yeah. So I might as well just say, yeah. This is what's going on. I mean, that's why I love presenting because I'm, I feel more like myself up there than I do. Some people anywhere. do. You're really you you like that's a skill of yours. I just feel like I'm in my like I'm myself. All right. So the two practices: reveal versus conceal to deal, and name it to tame it. Tell us how it goes for you, and let us know. Bye. Have fun in Japan, Adam. Yeah, I'm going to.